This episode is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, and they have over 100,000 titles available for download. Visit audibletrial.com slash thescaldcircle to begin your trial and download your free audiobook today. It's time to relax, grab a drink, pull up a chair by the hearth, and have a seat in the Scald Circle and listen to Chapter 5, The High Deeds of Finn and Other Bardic Romances of Ancient Ireland, as told by Manogan. Before we begin our story, we wanted to remind you that we release new tales for free every week. Our shorter tales release on Wednesdays, and our longer chapter stories release on every other Saturday. Find out where you can hear them on our website at thescaldcircle.com. And be certain to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. That way, you'll never miss out on one of our enchanting tales from around the world. Now then, without further ado, this is The High Deeds of Finn and Other Bardic Romances of Ancient Ireland. Chapter 5. The Carving of MacDatho's Boar Once upon a time, there dwelt in the province of Leinster a wealthy, hospitable lord named Masroda, son of Datho. Two possessions had he, namely, a hound which could outrun every other hound and every wild beast in Erin, and a boar which was the finest and greatest in size that man had ever beheld. Now, the fame of this hound was noised all about the land, and many were the princes and lords who longed to possess it. And it came to pass that Connor, king of Ulster, and Maeve, queen of Connacht, sent messengers to MacDartho to ask him to sell the hound for a price. And both the messengers arrived at the dune of MacDartho on the same day. Said the Connacht messenger, We will give thee in exchange for the hound six hundred milk cows and a chariot with two horses, the best that are to be found in Connacht. And at the end of a year, thou shalt have as much again. And the messenger of King Connor said, We will give no less than Connacht, and the friendship and alliance of Ulster, and that will be for thee better than the friendship of Connacht. Then Mosroda MacDatho fell silent, and for three days he could not eat nor drink, nor could he sleep at night. But he tossed restlessly on his bed. His wife observed his condition and said to him, Thy fast hath been long, Masroda, though good food is by thee in plenty, and at night thou turnest thy face to the wall, and well I know thou dost not sleep. What is the cause of thy trouble? There is a saying, replied MacDartho, Trust not a thrall with money, nor a woman with a secret. Well, when should a man talk to a woman, said his wife, but when something were amiss, what thy mind cannot solve, perchance another's may. Then MacDartho told his wife of the request for the hound, both from Ulster and from Connacht, at one and the same time. And whichever of them I deny, he said, they will harry my castle and slay my people. Then hear my counsel, said the woman, Give it to both of them, and bid them come and fetch it. And if there be any herring to be done, let them ever harry each other. But in no way mayest thou keep the hound. 
On that, MacDothel rose up and shook himself, and called for food and drink, and made merry with himself and his guests. Then he sent privately for the messenger of Queen Maeve, and said to him, Long have I doubted what to do, but now I am resolved to give to the hound to Canacht. Let ye send for it on such a day, with a train of your nobles or warriors, and bear him forth nobly and proudly, for he is worth it. And ye shall have all the drink and food and royal entertainment in my dune. So the messenger departed, well pleased. To the Ulster messenger, MacDoon said, After much perplexity, I have resolved to give my hound to Connor. Let the best of the Ulstermen come and fetch him, and they shall be welcome and entertained as is fitting. And for these he named the same day as he had done for the embassy from Connacht. When the appointed day came round, the flower of the fighting men of two provinces of Ireland were assembled before the dune of the son of Datho, and there were also Connor, king of Ulster, and Eilil, the husband of Maeve, queen of Connacht. MacDotha went forth to meet them. Welcome, warriors, he said to them. Albeit for two armies at once we were not prepared. Then he bade them into the dune, and in the great hall they sat down. Now, in this hall there were seven doors, and between every two doors were benches for fifty men. Not as friends bid into a feast did the men of Ulster and of Canuck look upon one another, since for three hundred years the provinces had ever been at war. Let the great boar be killed, said MacDotho, and it was done. For seven years had that boar been nourished on the milk of fifty cows, yet rather on venom should it have been nourished. Such was the mischief that was to come from the carving of it. When the boar was roasted, it was brought in and many other kinds of foods as side-dishes. And, if more be wanting to feast, said MacDotho, it shall be slain for you before the morning. The boar is good, said Connor. It is a fine boar, said Alil. And now, O MacDotho, how shall it be divided among us? There was among the Ulster company one Brycrew, son of Carbad, whose delight was in biting speeches and in fomenting strife, though he himself was never known to draw sword in any quarrel. He now spoke from his couch in answer to Alil. How should the boar be divided, O son of Dartho, except by appointing to carve it, him who is best in arms? Here be all the valiant men of Ireland assembled. Have none of us hit each other a blow on the nose ere now? Good said Alil. Let it be done. We also agree, said Connor. There are plenty of our lads in the house that have many a time gone around the border of the provinces. You will want them tonight, Connor, said an old warrior from Conlad in the west. They have been seen on the backs on the roads of Rushy Dada, and many a fat steer have they left with me. It was a fat bullock thou didst have with thee once upon a day, replied Mornemar of Ulster. Even thine own brother, and by the rushy road of Conlad, he came, and went not back. T'was a better man than he, even Eroth, son of Fergus MacLeader, who fell by the hand of Eclebol in Terra Lucarda, replied Lugad of Munster. Ekbel, cried Keltkar, son of Ulther Hornston of Ulster, 
It is of him ye boast, when I myself slew and cut off his head. And thus the heroes banded about their tales and taunts of their victories, until at length Kekt, son of Maga of Knochtmen, arose and stood over the boar and took his knife into his hand. Now, he cried, let one man in Ulster match his deeds with mine, or else hold ye your peace and let me carve the boar. For a while there was silence, and then Connor, king of Ulster, said to Logri, the triumphant, Stay that for me. So Logri arose and said, Ket shall never cut the boar for all of us. Not so fast, Logri, said Ket. It is the custom among you Ulstermen that when a youth first takes arms, he comes to prove himself on us. So didst thou, Logri, and we met thee at the border. From that meeting I have thy chariot and thy horses, and thou hadst a spear through thy ribs. Not thus wilt thou get the boar from me. Then Logri sat down on his bench. Cat shall never divide the boar. Spake then a tall fair-haired warrior from Ulster, coming down the hall. Who have we here? said Cat. A better man than thou, shouted the Ulsterman. Even Angus, son of Lama Gabda. Indeed, said Cat. And why is his father called Lama Gobda, which means wanting a hand? We know not, said they. But I know it, said Ket. Once I went on a foray to the east and was attacked by a troop. Lama Gobda bung them. He flung a lance at me. I seized the same lance and flung it back. And it shore off his hand and it lay there on the field beside him. Shall that man's son measure himself with me? And then Angus went to his bench and sat down. Keep up the contest, then cried Cat tauntingly, or let me divide the boar. That thou shall not, cried another Ulster warrior of great stature. And who is this? said Cat. Owen Moore, king of Fermag, said the Ulsterman. I have seen him ere now, said Cat. I took a drove of cattle from him before his own house. He put a spear through my shield, and I flung it back, and it tore out one of his eyes. And one eye he is to this day. Then Owen Moore sat down. Have ye any more to contest the pig with me? Then said Cat. Thou hast not won it yet, said Mornimar, son of Gerkid, rising up. Is that Mornimar? said Cat. It is, they cried. It is but three days, said Ket, since I was the last man who won renown of thee. Three heads of thy fighting men did I carry off from Dunmornma, and one of the three was the head of thy eldest son. So then Mornma sat down. Still the contest, said Ket, or shall I carve the boar? Contest thou shall have, said Mend. Son of Swordheel. And who is this? said Cat. Tis men, cried all the Ulstermen. Shall the sons of fellows with nicknames come here to contend with me? cried Cat. I was the priest who christened thy father that name. Twas I who cut the heel off him, so that off he went with only one. What brings the son of that man to contend with me? Men then sat down in his seat. Come to the contest, said Cat, or 
I shall begin to carve. Then arose from the Ulsterman, a huge, gray, and terrible warrior. Who is this now? asked Ket. Tis Keltka, son of Ulka, cried they all. Wait a while, Keltka, said Ket. Do not pound me to pieces just yet. Once so, Keltka, I made a foray on thee, and came in front of Dune. All thy folk attacked me, and thou amongst them. In an arrow pass we fought, and thou didst fling a spear at me, and I at thee. But my spear went through thy loins, and thou hast never been the better of it since. Then Keltka sat down in his seat. Who else comes to the contest? cried Ket. Or shall I, at last, divide the pig? Uprose then, son of King Connor, named Kusrid the Stammerer. Who have we have here? said Ket. Tis Kuskrid, son of Connor, cried they all. He has the stuff of a king in him, said Ket. No thanks to thee for that, said the youth. Well then, said Ket, thou madest thy first foray against us, Knockmen, and on the border of the provinces we met thee. A third of thy people thou didst leave behind thee, and came away with my spear through thy throat, so that thou canst not speak rightly ever since for the sinews of thy throat was severed, and hence is Kuskrid the Stammer, thy byname ever since. So thus Ket laid shame and defeat on the whole province of Ulster, nor were there any other warrior in the hall found to contend him. Then Ket stood up triumphing, and took the knife in his hand and prepared to carve the boar, when a noise and trampling were heard at the great door of the hall, and a mighty shout of exultion arose from the Ulstermen. When the press parted, Ket saw coming up the center of the hall Connell of the Victories, and Connell the king dashed the helmet from his head and sprang up for joy. Glad we are, cried Connell, that all is ready for the feast. And who is carving the boar for us? It's Ket, son of Maga, said they, for none could contest the place of honor with him. <laughs> is that so, Ket? says Cornel Cairnapt. Even so, replied Ket. And now, welcome to thee, O Connell, thou of the iron heart and fiery blood. Keen as the glitter of ice, ever victorious chieftain, hail, mighty son of Fincomb. And Connell said, Hail to thee, Ket, flower of heroes, lord of chariots, a raging sea in battle, a strong, Majestic bull, hail, son of Marga. And now, went on Connell, rise up from the boar and give me the place. Why so, replied Cat. Dost thou seek a contest from me, said Connell. Verily thou shalt have it. By the gods of my nation, I swear that since I first took weapon in my hand, I have never passed one day that I did not slay a Knockman nor one night that I did not make a foray on them. Nor have I ever slept, but I had the head of a knockman under my knee. I confess, then, said Ket, that thou art a better man than I, and I yield thee the boar. But if Alun, my brother, were here, he would match thee deed for deed, and sorrow and shame it is that he is not here. Alun is here, shouted Connell, and with that, he drew from his girdle the head of Anlun and dashed it in the face of Ket. Then 
all sprang to their feet, and a wild shouting and tumult arose. And the swords flew out of themselves, and battle raged in the hall of Macdatho. Soon the hosts burst out through the doors of the dune, and smote and slew each other out in the open field, until the Connacht hosts were put to flight. The hound of Macdatho pursued them along with the Ulstermen, and it came up with the chariot in which King Eilil was driving, and seized the pole of the chariot. But the charioteer dealt it a blow that cut off its head. When Eilil drew rein, they found the hound's head still clinging to the pole, whence that place is called Iber Sin Con, or the yew tree of the hound's head. Now when Connor pursued hard upon King Eilil, Fergla, the charioteer of Eilil, lighted down and hid himself in the heather. And as Connor drove past, Philoga leapt up behind him in the chariot and gripped him by his throat. What wilt thou have of me? said Connor. Give over thy pursuit, said Furloga, and take me with thee to Amania, and let the maidens of Amania, so long as I am there, sing a serenade before my dwelling every night. Granted, said Connor. So he took Furloga with him to Amania and at the end of a year sent him back to Knocht, escorting him as far as to Athlone. And Furloga had from the king of Ulster two noble horses with golden bridles. But the serenade from the maidens of Ulster he did not get, though he got the horses instead. And thus ends the tale of contention between Ulster and Knocht over the carving of MacDartho's boar. And that is chapter 5, of the High Deeds of Finn and Other Tales of Ancient Ireland, Chapter 5. Thank you for listening to our story. If you enjoyed it, we recommend taking a look at our Patreon page as noted in the description below. You can earn great rewards while also supporting us to keep these stories alive for future generations to come. Also remember to subscribe to us on your podcast application and leave us a 5-star rating if you enjoyed the story. A special thank you to Kat for their support this month. Without your contribution, we wouldn't be able to continue these stories, and we truly appreciate it. Visit thescaldcircle.com to stay up to date with all of our current events, news, and much more. Not only that, but you can also visit our story archive of every tale we have told. It's sorted by origin and region for the convenience of your listening pleasure. Thank you for listening to our story. Don't forget, this episode is sponsored by Audible the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks. While this story is over, you can still visit audibletrial.com slash Circle to begin your trial and download your free audiobook today. Let us know what you've listened to recently on Audible via our Facebook page. We're always looking for new recommendations.